Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 272, season 11. Today's date is November 4th, 2023, and welcome to the program. On today's program, I will talk about Henrincy's Restaurant. I hope I pronounced that right. And that was in Chicago, and they had other locations. Uh, I will talk about its history and its locations, and also I have a menu I will describe what was, uh, what type of food they served. Also, I talk about my memories of Clark Gum. That was from the Clark Gum Company. Um, they were responsible for making the Clark Teaberry Gum. I'll talk about that in detail. And uh, right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Banner Toilet Tissue. <laughs> I don't remember this. And this is from 1983. And uh, so sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the program, folks. Thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who are you? I'm New Banner Toilet Tissue, and you're going to love me. Nobody loves toilet paper. Oh, but you'll love me, because I'm a soft touch. <laughs> hey, you are Wee. soft. Oh, feels fluffy. What did I tell you? I've got a softness you'll love to touch. Oh, nice. Yep, and look, I earned the good housekeeping seal. Hey, Wilma, you got to touch this New Banner. I'm New Banner. You know, the soft touch. <laughs> Go ahead, touch. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods market okay everyone i am back i hope you enjoyed the commercial for banner toilet tissue <laughs> it's a roll of toilet paper it's a guy it's a person it's somebody's voice it's got eyes and a mouth he uses in the middle <laughs> um i remember this toilet tissue and they advertised it for a few years and then um i didn't find much information uh about it uh, like what company made it, or when it started, or when it ended? All I know is they were done in the mid '80s. I guess it was it was short lived, so you know there was competition. Of course, we have number one is Charmin, uh, second is I believe White Cloud, and, uh, and then you have that. And I can't think of any, any other on top of my head. Uh, uh, there was Northern. Yeah, remember that with the colors, yeah, with the pretty colors like that. That was in the seventies. I don't think they make that anymore. Uh, oh, Scott towels, or Scott, uh, yeah, Scott tissue. Yeah, yeah, Scott tissue. That's still around. Forgot about that. That's an older one. And uh, so, 
that com like I said, this commercial was very memorable because it's funny because it spoke to you. <laughs> when you do animated commercials, uh, that's what they do. You know, it's kind of entertaining, sometimes foolish, sometimes fun. You know, it depends on the person. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I talk about, uh, no, I'm going to, at the beginning of the program, excuse me, I, I will talk about the, uh, I will, on the program, I will say, I'm so nervous. This is terrible. Uh, at the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about Henry C's restaurant in Chicago. And then I will talk about my memories of the, of Clark Gum, you know, from the Clark Gum Company. I used to chew this gum when I was a kid. Uh, before I get started, I'll mention a couple things. Uh, Monday, this past Monday, I went to see my regular doctor. I took a physical. Uh, blood pressure's good. Cholesterol's, cholesterol's fine. I got my flu shot. Everything's okay. I talked to him. Um, the funny thing is I weighed myself, and it, according to the scale, you know, when you go to a doctor scale, uh, you just get on, you just hop on for a second and then they read you and then you hop back on. You don't even stand still for like about a half a minute, you know, but it's like, boop, boop, that's it. And it looked like I gained five pounds and I don't believe that's true. So when I saw the doctor and I told him, you know, how can that be? You know, I, I lost weight. I feel skinny. He goes, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're okay. He says, you look thin. You look like you lost weight. And he asked me, how do you do it? And I said, uh, you know, I eat less. I have three meals a day. Uh, I do have dessert, you know, uh, not all the time. You know, I just treat as a treat. I have a good dinner. Uh, I try to avoid bread as much as possible. Uh, well, not last night. Uh, I had a salad. So I had some bread. So, uh, but not. Not frequently, you know, but the worst part is at night when I take some medication, my stomach's empty. I have to eat something because I can't sleep. So I have to eat, you know, eat a snack like a cookie or, you know, a piece of bread or something like that. And that helps, you know, but he said that's fine. As long as you don't snack too much, avoid the snack, the snacking. That's the, that's the worst, you know. He said the keys are moderation, you know, do some exercise. I've been, I haven't been walking in a while because it's cold, so uh, but I do keep myself busy and drinks a lot, a lot of water. I've been doing that. And he says, I think that's what contributed it, you know, take it slow. Uh, I asked him about, like, weight loss programs. I know a few people that are on it and a couple of friends. Uh, and he told me, he strongly advised me, no. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, it'll work at first, but then you'll gain it back. You'll gain it back because it's uh, doesn't last long. So most people don't stick to it, you know, because it's tough. It really tough. If I enrolled in one, I wouldn't last. <laughs> you know, no, I'm too weak. I'm not a stickler. It's too tough, like that. Uh, I guess. I asked him if I should get the COVID booster. He said, yes, because you were, you know, you're cancer patient, you know, and you're, vul you're vulnerable. 
you know, so you got to protect yourself. And I said, okay, but you got to wait about a week or two to get it of the COVID booster. And I said, okay, I will wait. And then I got the results uh, Tuesday, you know, by email. Everything looks fine. Uh, my calcium was a little elevated. Still, because I just resumed the Xtandi, I've been waiting for a month and a half to receive because of some goofy insurance thing. So um, I'm not tired anymore, but I get a little shortness of breath sometimes, but it's weird. Uh, so side effects. That's it. But I feel fine, you know, and I'm very happy, you know, because uh, I feel good. I really do. And I feel weird because I feel so skinny and you get like a little dizzy because the weight is coming off slowly. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like that. So uh, that's good news. I posted on social media and uh, to let everyone know, everyone was concerned and everyone's happy. Then um, what else? Uh, so I will see my urologist on November 29th. You know, right after Thanksgiving. Let's see what he says. I'm going to take a blood test before to see how the PSA. My doctor, my regular doctor couldn't see the PSA, so he didn't say anything bad. So I assume it's okay. You know, it's not elevated. He, does, uh, he doesn't know much about that. Uh, you have to. I have to talk to my urologist, so we'll see. Another thing I want to mention is when I posted this, um, I didn't want to do it, but I felt I had to because... Someone mentioned, you know, why are you posting this, you know, and uh, he was swearing <laughs> at me, you know, and he was just like, uh, you know, no, nobody wants to hear about, you know, uh, about your cancer, or, you know, and all that. But I happen to be the admin of Van Chicagoland, you know, with the group and the page, you know, but uh, that was kind of rude. He thinks it's not going to happen to him, which is not true. You know, it'll prostate cancer will affect some men down the road, you know, because as you get you age, you have problems, you know, like it being enlarged and uh, all kinds of weird stuff. So you have to go. So I told people just go if you feel strange, you know, kind of weird, uh, go see your doctor immediately and uh, he will take care of it. Most of the time, it's not cancer. It could be uh, an infection or an enlarged uh, prostate, you know, that could be treated, you know, with pills or, you know, medication, you know, which is fine. I have a friend of mine that has, has that problem. So far, he's doing okay. Thank God. He doesn't have cancer. Oof, no. So, you know. Don't think it won't happen to you. Oh, no. I didn't think so. I didn't think it would happen to me, but surely enough it did. And that was shocking, devastating. I wish no one would get this, what I had. No. Nobody. I don't want that to happen. Okay. All right. So now back to the fun stuff. <laughs> Sorry to depress. It sound depressing, but... Uh... Well, I feel good talking about it. Okay. I'm going to talk about Henry C's restaurant. You know, this was uh, this restaurant has been largely forgotten, uh, but when I post when I posted this on my uh, social media accounts, a lot of people still remember it when they were small or their parents talked about it or their grandparents and they said it was a wonderful place. Uh, it was uh, 
labeled the world's greatest restaurant. I, when I started in Chicagoland, uh, I used to hear, see pictures of it, hear about it. Uh, even when I was little, I heard people mention about this place. So I never gave a second thought. So um, I figured, why don't I talk about it? And uh, this was very, very old. And uh, it started long, long, long time ago, over like 100 years. So I'll give you a history of the place, and uh, I'll give, tell you, I have a menu, and I'll tell you what they served. Not not all the items, just, you know, basic stuff like that. So I found it very interesting, you know, fascinating, uh, not to, yeah, not to mention fascinating about this. Okay, so here we go. Um, let's get started. You know, and uh, it started uh, by a man. His name was Philip Henrincy. He was an immigrant from Austria. And uh, let's see what we got. He, uh, he first, but uh, he ran away from Austria and uh, he ran to New York first and he was a baker's apprentice. And that was in 1845. Then he uh, moved away and then he uh, came to Chicago in 1868. And he opened his uh, own lunch counter. And uh, his uh, Viennese style pastries that he served, and uh, they were wonderful. You know, they were, uh, oh, they were awesome. <laughs> Then he opened. Uh, then he opened his first restaurant. Uh, there were several locations, uh, but uh, there was the Chicago Fire that happened in 1871. So uh, let's see. So first, it was at Madison and State Street, where Marshall Fields is right now, which is Macy's, and. Uh, then he moved uh, temporarily to 215 West Madison Street. And then uh, then he went to another location at 175 East Madison. That's like uh, probably around Michigan Avenue. And then he moved to and then he moved to uh, 71 or is it 67-71 uh, West Randolph. That's where he went. That's uh, that's where it remained until it closed like that. And uh, it was a big hit around the, um, where they had the, uh, what's that called? The uh, Columbia Expositions, um, you know, that thing that happened on the way over there by uh, Hyde Park. When I think of it, I'll, get, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, I'm just tongue-tied like that. And... Uh, like I said, it was billed itself as the Chicago's most famous restaurant, and uh, it was a it was a big hit. And you know, if you were downtown, you know, if you like to have a nice meal or pick up some coffee or have a nice dessert, it's great. One of the famous uh, desserts was their coffee cake, and uh, it was served 
the coffee cake was served with coffee and with a pitcher of whipped cream on the side. Now, that is bizarre. You know, I never had whipped cream with coffee. Well, now you do. Of course. You go to Starbucks and have that. <laughs> they must have gotten that. I don't know. I don't know if, because Starbucks is from Seattle. I don't know if they got that idea from them. No, I don't know. Um, so... They also advertise Enrinci's as no orchestra din, which I believe in German means no live music. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of uh, interesting. Like that. And so I must have been quiet. I mean, the only noise you would hear was uh, people gabbing. That's what, like that. And... Uh, was very uh, elegant with the white tablecloths and um, the architecture inside. The decor was beautiful with the white tiles, you know, like that. Looked like a checkerboard. And uh, very pretty place. It it was reasonably priced, but very fancy at the same time, which made the big hit. Like that. And then. Uh, so the um, the place closed in 1962. There's some photos of on the internet showing they had the, um, showing this is the last day we are closing, and people were lined up around the block, you know, trying to get a table. I don't. I'm sure they made reservations, but uh, it was like um, it was nuts like that so the reason they closed is uh they built they tore it down with some other businesses on randall Street, and the richard day j daily center was built okay but the other locations survived after that and um i have the locations right uh with with uh right here with me and i'll tell you right now where they were located and i found that interesting so uh there was one in merchandise mart uh folks i don't know how long they stayed there uh probably around the late 70s early uh, 80s it depended where so uh, i don't know i know they opened one in st louis missouri and also in uh west lafayette indiana it's at hotels uh probably that's near um purdue i think i think that's where it was okay so it opened one at the Ramada O'Hare at the time. It was in Des Plaines. Also one in Rockford at the Clock Tower Inn. Another famous uh, location was in Oak Brook. They, a lot of people mentioned this yesterday and the day before. That uh, that was very popular, very nice, very elegant. You know, I wish I could find a picture of that. You know, I like to see it. And they said it was great. It was delicious. You know, the food was delicious, that is. Also, it was a, you know, not, I didn't know this. This was in, <coughs> excuse me, at the Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn in Fort City, at the Fort City Shopping Center. Well, I had no idea. I was so oblivious <laughs> that they had a restaurant there because I used to live around that area. Also, there was one in Park Forest. Uh, some of the restaurants were called Henrincy's Steak and Lobster. Also, the, so on the, at Park Forest, it was located on West Lincoln Highway. Uh, there was one in Arlington Heights at, at 2375 South Arlington Heights Road. Also, it was in Northbrook 
at Skokie Boulevard. You know, 445 Skokie Boulevard, that is. They also had one in the River North area, 340 East Ohio. I didn't know that. And and they also had one in Niles at 5960 at Tui Avenue. So I, I guess it was the same as the one downtown, but the one downtown in the Loop was very famous of that. Okay. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's very good. Uh, right now, I'll take a break. And then when I come back, I will read the menu. And then after that, I will talk about the Clark Gump Company. So excuse the coughing. Sorry. <laughs> I had something in my throat. It means scare everyone. So, yes. Yeah, so when I come back, I'll talk about the menu and the Clark Gump Company. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, everyone, I am back. Uh, right now, I'm going to read off the menu from Henrici's Restaurant. Uh, this is a luncheon restaurant. And, uh, you know, the, the usual, uh, like every nice restaurant, you know, sandwiches, uh, soups. Uh, uh, let's see. For example, uh, I'm trying to find something unusual. Uh, let's see, for example, they had a Holland ham on rye. I never heard of that. And uh, Henrincy's club sandwich on toast with a dill pickle. Ooh, that sounds good. But, uh, they had appetizers like uh, fresh crab meat, cocktail, fruit cocktails, sauerkraut juice. Sauerkraut juice. Oh, my God. Who would drink sauerkraut juice? <laughs> uh, marinated herring. Oh, that's bizarre. I'll get to the desserts in a moment. Uh, let's see. Uh, soups they had uh, consomme with chicken giblets and rice. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, puree of potato a la Jackson. I don't know what that kind of soup it was, but it sounds good. They also had matzo ball soup. Oh, I love matzo ball soup. Clam chowder, uh, onion soup, au gratin. Mm, I like that. A bouillon and egg. Yeah, like that. Okay, their lunch specials were like baked chicken leg with mushroom sauce, mashed potatoes and coleslaw, uh, chopped steak, you know, with onion sauce, French fried potatoes and green beans, oh, the, and French toast with stewed prunes. <laughs> I think that's the diet one. <laughs> but uh, other ones, they, other items they had, uh, fresh brisket of beef, that sounds good. Uh, whitefish, uh Roast sirloin. Uh, everything was served with mashed potatoes or you had a salad. Uh, pork tenderloin, breaded. Uh, special. Uh, they had a special salad bowl with julienne and ham and Swiss cheese. Ooh, that sounds good. They had uh, blint, cheese blintzes with sour cream. Mm. Uh, they had prime rib. I, a lot of people mentioned that. And uh, you can make a sandwich about that. Uh... They also 
an item called Imperial Salad Bowl. It was a mixed salad with white meat of chicken, crisp bacon, Roquefort cheese dressing. I haven't had Roquefort in a long time. uh, I don't see it much. And let's see what else. Uh, uh, They also had... uh, there's special pancakes. One is like uh, is a special pancake. Apple pancake, blueberry, French pancakes with currant jelly, French, uh, potato pancakes. Uh, you know, so that was a, uh, and uh, I mentioned the salads, but they also had reg- like fruit salad or like that. Uh, let's see. So I will get to the desserts right now. Let's see. Just a moment, please. Uh, because they had their own bakery there, and they was uh, in house. They made them in there. They had uh, pies, uh, you know, like apple pie. Uh, you know, funny they had they served with cheese. You know, that's a New England thing. That's like an out east. I never had cheese with apple pie. <laughs> I have I have Alamo. You know, ice cream. That's much better. But yeah, they served cheese. Never tried it like that. Uh, they had uh, torts, uh, pound cake. Let's see what else they had. Um, ice cream, of course. And uh, of course, yeah, they had all kinds of ice creams. You can make sundaes and all that. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Also, it was famous for their coffee cake. Yeah, their coffee cake, their coffee cake was uh, delicious. You can find the recipe of the coffee cake on wttw.com. Uh, uh, if you do a search for Enrinci's uh, restaurant, uh, the host Jeffrey Bear was interviewed by Phil Ponce, and he talked a little bit about the restaurant. Uh, he remember going there, not the one downtown, but the one up in Northbrook. I think it was Northbrook. And he mentioned about the coffee cake, and the recipe is listed. So if you're interested in making it, or if you just want to look at it, that's there. You know, I don't know how he obtained that. <laughs> so that's great. Okay, uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, you know, they also have a bar there too. You know, ordered like the drinks and you know, kind of crazy cocktails like that. Other soups they had was a Boston clam chowder. Um, the halibut uh, entrees they had is halibut steak, uh, spaghetti with mushrooms. Um, uh, it's called spaghetti with mushrooms on casserole, baked veal loaf with tomato sauce, uh, with endive salad and mashed potatoes. Uh, they had cream codfish flakes on toast. Oh, that sounds interesting. And smoked kippered herring, if you like fish. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. So it's it's funny. Look at that. Uh, they had all kinds of seafood. They really did. And uh, if you like oysters or clams or, you know, haddock. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Let's see what they had. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, they had the pan- pancakes, you know, it was apple, blueberry, you know, all that. These are fritters, rice fritters, vegetables, uh, 
Yeah, pretty much I, I covered all that, you know. But it's also the special coffee cake. A lot of people love that coffee cake. You know, like I said before, you can find it on that website I just mentioned. Okay. Alrighty. So, uh, you know, it's a shame that I did not go to this place, you know, because it sounded wonderful, you know, but it closed in 1962. Uh, I wasn't born yet. I was born a year later. Uh, I even asked my mom. Uh, she doesn't remember because she came the same year in America. She had no idea. No idea at all. So, um, I wish my father was alive. I could ask him, but he probably wouldn't know. But uh, it's great that people remember this place. It's good. It's it's a wonderful part of Chicago history. We have wonderful uh, restaurants in the loop. We can go inside, get away from the hustle and the bustle, (laughs) and just uh, sit down and relax and order a nice meal and just enjoy it, you know. These days you can, but everything's rush, 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 rush. And there are not that many in the loop now. Some are few, fewer remaining, like Burgos. That's still there, thank God. Or Miller's Pub. So that's good. I haven't been to Miller's Pub in ages. i got to go one day if, I'm in t- if I go downtown. So, uh, so I'm glad I, I, I talked about this subject. Okay, that's good. Right now, I'll talk about the Clark Gum Company. I'll give you a little history of this. And uh, this was called the D.L. Clark Company. And it was not founded in Chicago. It was founded in Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Now, it's it's Pittsburgh. And uh, that was founded in 1886. And it was founded by a man. His name was David L. Clark. And uh, he was from um, in uh, from Ireland, and he came over here to the U.S. and then uh, and then uh, I think he f- um, probably worked with his brother. I guess he did. And then they then they sold it to uh, Beecher's Foods later on, and they had production facilities in not just Pittsburgh but in Evanston, Illinois. And then uh, Beecher's Food sold it in 1983 to the Leaf uh, Company. Remember Leaf uh, Candy? And then um, and they also uh, made the Clark uh, candy bars like that. So uh, I'll give you an example. The They made the bun... Uh, Remember the bun uh, candy bars? You know, they used to advertise that. I remember Bozo Circus. They used to advertise that. I remember uh, Ringmaster Ned holding a bun candy bar. And just, you know, he did that. I don't know if Ray Raider did. Maybe. All I remember is him. And there were other kinds. It was a Clark bar, the original. They, it came in coconut, uh, mint, uh, coconut frosted. Um, let's see what else up. There were all kinds, but I won't go. I, but I'll go. I won't go in more detail. I'll go into. Uh, I'll talk about the gum. But the one last candy bar they made was the Zagnut. Remember that? Uh, I think it's still around. Yeah, still around. So, the gum 
uh, was a big hit. Uh, had uh, these are the flavors they had, and I'll read them off, and maybe it'll ring a bell, and I'll tell you. So uh, the flavors were cinnamon. Uh, this sort of whitens your teeth, <laughs> according to the advertising. Cinnamon, cinnamon, you know, just regular. Diet spearmint, which I think it's uh, probably sugar-free, like carefree, sugar-free sugar gum, sugarless gum, that is. Uh, fresh mint, fruit punch, which was, uh, I posted that photo with the super stick. The super sticks came in, I think, cinnamon and fruit punch. And that, that's caught my eye when I was a child. I'll get into that in a second. Also, there was peppermint. Uh, there was smile, sugar-free, came in very flavors. There was uh, sour ones. There was sour cherry, sour lemon, sweet wood, tender mint, wintergreen. And, of course, the famous one of, is tea berry. And uh, the tea berry brand, uh, that was uh, that was purchased from a man. His name was Charles Burke, and that was, he pur purchased the patent from the man. And then uh, they were. Uh, so that's the most famous one of all. Now the flavor of tea berry is. I had to look this up. That it's sort of like a spicy it was spice but it was like a winter green flavor very interesting i tried it long long time ago and uh, it was bizarre i mean for a kid uh he wouldn't like something sweet and fruity like that but uh it was interesting but now when you're an adult you would accept it and it would taste fine so that's good to know. <laughs> and uh, let's see. So this gum was introduced to 1900. And uh, and then so uh, an advertising agency in New York uh, produced a series of commercials. And they and they call it the Tea Berry sh Shovel, uh, Shuffle, excuse me. And uh, that was based on a... Uh, from a song called The Mexican Shuffle from the uh, from Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass uh, Band. And uh, he's a wonderful musician. I love his uh, music. You know, I think he's still performing. I don't know. But uh, his songs are great. And they, they were big hits in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And that's from the album South of the Border. If you get the album or, like, download it, you know, you'll hear that. And uh, what's unusual, you know, what's great about this is uh, the packaging was like pink and white, and it had that Clark logo on it. And uh, it would advertise like uh, for 25 cents, you get five sticks. Well, I'm talking about back then. <laughs> so uh, the flavor, uh, it's called, it's, called, it's Eastern Tea Berry. Or like that, and it's called uh, Galtheria procumbens, procumbens. Can't pronounce it. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it really is. Okay. Uh, right now, I'm going to play a commercial for Clark Gums from 1967, and it features that song, 
uh, the T-Berry Shuffle, and you hear the music from uh, Herb Alberts uh, uh, and the Tijuana, Tijuana Brass. I guess they ask him permission to get that. I hope he got royalties on this. <laughs> so, and they were fun. I remember seeing the commercials uh, on TV, you know, when I was very, very little. So here is the commercial for Clark Gum from 1967. And then when I come back, I'll do a wrap up of the show. Thank you, everyone. Clark gives you something more than just another stick of gum. Something more. Get the three footloose flavors from Clark. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Clark Gum, especially Clark T-Berry Gum. And uh, they did the Clark uh, T-Berry Shuffle. When you go, uh, there are a few on YouTube, so you can see for yourself. And they do that shuffle. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, my memories of this gum, um, of course, I tried them, and I tried a couple when I was very little. It was the packaging, you know, it was so colorful with the blue and the white, and especially the fruit, uh, uh, the fruit punch one. You know, there was one commercial. I can't find it on YouTube, and it was, uh, there were two, these two kids, and uh, they were just standing around, and they, and then I heard, then you hear, they heard this car horn. And uh, it go beep, beep. And there was a clown in an old-fashioned car. And the kid's uh, yelling, look, it's Clarky the Clown. You know, and then he brought out the big, the big, uh, you know, the huge one. Uh, the super stick. Excuse me. He brought the super stick and he advertised the fruit punch. And he advertised Clark Gum. I can't find out. I wish I'd, I wish I could find it. I, I can't. So... And uh, that aired in the mid seventies, you know, when I was growing up, and then, uh, and then they disappeared. I read somewhere it's still uh, the tea berry gum is still being manufactured, but not in the United States. I don't think so. Probably in uh, in other overseas, uh, and I think it's being made in Mexico, I believe, and it's sold in, in Africa or Asia. I, I don't know. The, the details, but I don't see it in Chicago. Maybe you can order online. You could. You could try. I haven't seen it. So, so that's an interesting product. You know, also a very interesting product uh, of me seeing that as a child. You know, because uh, when you're little, you see different colors and all that. It's fascinating. You know, with packet with the packaging and all that. Just like I mentioned. Okay. That's it for the show. Uh, the recap of what I said. Uh, I talk about Enrici's uh, restaurant in Chicago and my memories of the Clark Gum Company. Uh, this broke, uh, this podcast will be 
uh, published later on today, and it'll be available wherever podcasts uh, are going to be available. Excuse me. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Overcast Breaker. Also, it'll be on my blog, VanishChicagoLand.blog. Also, it'll be on my YouTube channel, VanishChicagoLand Stories. People still ask me, where do you find, where do I find your podcast? You could find it on YouTube. You do a search and it'll take you right there. Hit the subscribe button, even on all the apps I mentioned, and you'll be notified for a new episode. Or you can listen to previous episodes if you like. It is, that's the easiest way to listen to my podcast is YouTube. Also be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook, X, uh, formerly Twitter, uh, Instagram, Threads, and Reddit. Okay, so that was fun. So that's uh, sorry, folks, it went a little long as usual. On the next podcast episode, uh, I won't do one tomorrow. Probably not. Uh, maybe uh, it depends. But for Tuesday, no, because I have plans. I have to go somewhere. So if I don't do one tomorrow, it'll probably be next weekend. I may surprise you. You know, uh, I maybe I'll have one t- uh, tomorrow. We'll see. It depends. Okay. So this is Pika Stanis, your host of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, today is a nice day. It's nice and sunny. A little cool. It's November, you know, but it's not snowing. Thank God. So uh, it just looks lovely. It really, it really does. So everyone have a great weekend. Uh, here's bye-bye for me. And here is Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>